Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. I am your host, Tony Ann. And with me today, I've got the full crew. Say hello to Michael, Nick, Ari, and Dylan. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hi. Before we get started on our uh, headlines, we do have a couple of news items. So I'm just going to jump right in. And say first things first, Marcy Miller returns next week as Abigail has ghostly visits with both Jennifer and Chad. Are we looking forward to seeing ghost Abigail next week? Not with Chad. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm ha- If for nothing else than that, this story is wrapping up because I'm tired. Yeah, I-, I wasn't expecting the Jen thing. Like when I saw that in the promo, it was like instant tears because we we had the the Chad Abby moment in the bigger promo, so we knew that was coming. But to know that she's also going to have a moment with Jen too, I was like, oh, I almost wish Jen was seeing both Abby and Laura though. But I'm very happy that she's seeing Abby. How know. high do you want her to be, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> well, we already know she's going to be high enough to be ping pong and Gwen all over Salem. Yeah, I don't think she's high. Now, if only she saw her, I would have been like, oh, yeah, she high as fuck. <laughs> but I believe that Abigail is just doing her ghostly rounds. Everybody <laughs> does it. Isabella does it. Marlena did it, but came back. Yeah, it's it, it's part of the it's part of the presumed soap death bingo. Oh, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. Yeah, she's not wrong. All right, so let's move on to our next news item, which is Rook Critchwell returns next week as Mike comes home to help Jen. I was thrilled to see that we don't actually have to wait for Christmas for the return of Mike Horton. We get him next week. Are y'all excited? Because uh, I know I am. I was I saddened that it was just a visit, but I understand why it's just a visit. So I'm going to let it ride. But I hope that this visit is worth something and not just one of those hand by things. And, and I don't know if anybody has had a chance to listen to um, Katie McLean's Soap Opera Digest podcast interview that she did uh, this past Friday, but she is campaigning for another visit from Brother Mike because she loved working with work. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm liking this. Me too. <laughs> I thought you Clark would. on the line. <laughs> God. <laughs> I, I would like I would like Mike to stay in town because I think we need more Hortons that are attached to that iconic Horton history. So we also like needed competent doctor running the hospital because well, apparently when you run Salem University Hospital, all of that knowledge goes out the fucking window. So we don't know if he'll be competent when he gets the job. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, right now job. the hospital is a bit of a. Rudder, you that doesn't have a leader right now. No, it doesn't. Because, yeah, but you know, and it makes sense for him to come before Christmas, especially if Jen's going to be in a crisis. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that because the first thing we would have said was, "Oh, you can come hang your ornament," but (laughs) 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 so like, I'm I'm glad that he's coming now, and it looks like it's going to be like if he's still here at Christmas. It's going to be a pretty lengthy stay. So, like, I'm excited to see how they use him and what they do with him while he's here. Uh, yeah, I'm excited because, like, we we have, and it's crazy because, and 
work said this in an interview, but like Matt wasn't playing Jack at the time that he was on the show. It was Mark Valley. So it'll be really interesting to kind of see Mike and Jack's dynamic. It'll be interesting to see Mike with Katie's version of Jennifer. So that's I'm really what they need to bring him back. Yeah, no, we're good with the Jack that we have. Thank <laughs> you very much. Because like I always tell you, the writing for the character is not going to change just because the actor changes. It did the first time. <laughs> Jack mm. will still be written to be pro Gwen, which will still be annoying no matter what face is playing Jack Devereaux. <laughs> we shall see. We're going to talk about this later when we get to the recap because I have some things to say. Well, we are heading right into the recap right now, unless anybody else has some final thoughts on these two casting decisions. I'm looking forward to them both. I'm looking forward to them both. Yeah. Same. same. All right. So first things first, Michael, you better put your cape on because your girl's about to uh, catch some strays here. Nicole and Jada have speak. <laughs> Nicole and Jada have another awkward confrontation. Which I have because she needed her ass whooped too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, why don't you let me read and see why Nicole needed her ass whooped. Nicole and Jada have another awkward confrontation, which Eric walks in on. Nicole tells Eric the truth behind the job offer, which leads to both of them coming clean about their sex dreams. Yeah, I'm I'm at the point where I just need... Jada has every right to punch Nicole in her face at this point because Nicole's acting stupid. And it's just, it's not entertaining to see Nicole getting this bent out of shape over a man that she's not married to and then trying to act like it's no big deal. Like, just own that you're in love with the man, sis. We get it. But I just... Nicole, what size are your clown shoes, ma'am? I'm tired. Just put them on. I got the red nose. I don't know if I'm going to drag Nicole for how she behaved or that ugly dress she had on. (laughs) Well, we can, we can, we can, we can save that for Richard. Because... <laughs> Why? Oh, she annoyed me this week. Oh, she really did. If you're going to wreck your own home, at least be dressed well while you're doing it. Right. <laughs> you go straight to hell, Nicholas. You go straight to hell. Uh. <laughs> You might as well send all of us to hell because we all agree. Okay, I I will say this. The dress was not ugly. To you. (laughs) Hold on, let me finish, goddammit. The The dress was not ugly. Sometimes clothing just doesn't fit a person. And sometimes the clothes are just ugly. And that wasn't it for her. (laughs) That was not it. The pattern was dress was ugly on her. Yes, I, I don't think the dress was ugly on her. I don't think the dress was ugly is what I'm trying to say. Some things just aren't meant for certain people. I also sure. didn't I also didn't like the whole turtleneck thing of it because like that that's just a personal yeah, thing it's for the me. Middle like, of fucking fall. <laughs> that plus the fact that I, I was suffocating just looking at the dress. I don't I don't mind the turtleneck dress. I just thought the pattern was just too much but i don't think it was the pattern because it was just 
it was just it was python it was just the colors yeah if it had been like if it had been if it had been neutrals it had been fine yeah i don't know writer it just it looked like somebody decided to hit her with a paintball gun and i don't know who decided paintball (laughs) chic was a thing but it's not but she used to be so well dressed like one of the best dressed on the show like this is maybe like 10 years back i don't know what happened daniel happened Uh, (laughs) it's so weird because like in the last i would say like three to five years they always love to put nicole in these weird ass florals and prints and i'm just like it's just it's so strange but we have segued off of the story I into nicole's like, wardrobe uh my thing is just like listen jada is a lot more patient than i would be mm-hmm. listen because i would have socked her in the mouth because at she this said. point you are a habitual line stepper and what did the five... nope nope, no, nope. that's not, not your I, man i'm not i'm not disagreeing that's not I'm your just... man that's not your man and i'm not your business so like I, i'm just saying they both was in there talking greasy if I okay was but she kids, came at her wrong Nicole yeah, came did. at her wrong I'm, first, I'm so therefore Jada was well Jada has right done nothing to reciprocate the same energy. Ends. If I was on both ends, I would have swung if I was either one. So I get it. I'm nah, not I would have swung though. if I was Jada because you ain't you you can only you can only talk to me a certain type of way a couple of times before I'm gonna clap back and you're not gonna talk to me that way no more. Because Mrs. Hernandez would have sent me. <laughs> that was that would have sent me right to hell, y'all. <laughs> Because the minute Nicole was like, because at that point you being like a, a little bit sarcastic to me, and I don't like that. But that's well, her she name. has every this, reason. To this be. was giving me old. But I told like, you, bitch, it's Nicole. <laughs> what, this this the third time I done told you it's Nicole. After the second time, we having slight issues. But at this point, I think Nicole, I think Jade is doing the whole Mrs. Hernandez thing to basically be like, bitch, you're married. Stay the fuck out of my relationship. Exactly. Which, to to be fair, Jada is well within her right, because I'm sorry. When Nicole was like, did you mix up the phones in bed? I'm like, bitch, where are you? Why? Why are you like this? And see, that's when I asked Jada, I would have popped Nicole in her nose. Oh, yeah, I would have been a sucker punch right to the face. I'm, but, but I will say saying, it was ass whooping that should have been handed all around if it was me. This is why I couldn't be a soap character. Rafe will be tired of seeing me. <laughs> I'm, glad, okay. I'm, all, I'm really glad that Jade is letting her look stupid because that's exactly what she looks like yeah she looks clownish. I really like the way that they're writing Jada in all of this yeah and I didn't expect that <laughs> like I thought Jada was going to be the one down bad but no it's Nicole yeah I'm enjoying the way Jada is written I just wish we've gotten more of who Jada is outside of this trying quadrangle i don't know what it is anymore but like nicole is completely wrong and she looks really goofy like when i mean this is goes all the way back like because even when your best friend is telling you that you look stupid maybe you should listen but also i have a slight slight bone to pick with the writers here because apparently there is a giant miscommunication issue in that now all of a sudden nicole is lying about a job am i missing something or have i not been paying attention could be both so, i don't know what's going on either. it's so crazy I'm because so confused. nicole went there to talk to 
Eric about the dreams. We know that. And then she told Rafe that it was to ask about a job, but she specifically said in the scene with Rafe, she never got the chance to ask because Jada showed up. But now they're acting like Nicole was supposed to have mentioned it, but it, it was just, it's weird. It's like the writers aren't talking to each other because Rafe is acting like Nicole got the chance to ask and just that wasn't what they talked about. So obviously she's lying, but she specifically said, Eric has no idea because I never got the chance to ask him, but that little piece of dialogue seems to have been forgotten. But then didn't she ask him in the pub? Yeah, that was later because she was covering up a lie that ne- that like that technically wasn't a lie. She didn't have to do that is my point. I'm glad that she did because I like that Eric and Nicole are interacting more. But like this whole thing of, she made it very clear that she never got the chance to offer him the job. But then Rafe is acting like he should know about the job and was shocked that Jada had no idea about it. And it was just a whole giant miscommunication, which has just been snowballing and made worse. And it's just kind of the one thing that's bugging me about this story. But I will say I did kind of like that when Eric found out that the whole reason she asked him was because she was trying to cover up a lie. That his instinct was, okay, well then let me quit. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be here just to help you lie to your husband. I'm going to leave. And that kind of led to their whole truth about the sex dreams. This is where we differ. Nigga, collect them coins and go home. (laughs) You living at your daddy's house. Fuck Nicole, get your money and leave. If you also want to fuck Nicole while you're there, you're more than welcome to. This whole thing is just... Just hide it in your pants, Luke, man. <laughs> it's why I didn't want the story in the first place. No, I noticed how Nick, the only one who got what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love being a man, bro. <laughs> if this is part of the reason why I didn't want the story in the first place, because I was like, it's not going to make me root for Eric and Nicole. Like, I want Nicole so far away from Eric that it's like, I don't like this. That we know where it's going, but it's not going to help. Greg and Ari's, Greg and Ari's, Greg and anyway. Ari's chemistry is making me care. I just don't like how Nicole is acting when she's away from Eric, if that makes sense. Well, I'm, I'm holding off on the belief that the setup is ass for me to end <laughs> up taking a W later on down the line. So I'm just, hey, the setup is ass right now. <laughs> But yeah, you, when you, when you said the setup, I was about to say when you said the setup is ass. I'm like, does he mean? Like, <laughs> I didn't know what you meant. Like it was terrible. I thought you meant ass, like in a general sense. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's ass. I'm sorry, that's southern slang. I know what you. I know that, but I, I interpreted it differently. <laughs> filth. Continue, Tony. All right, it's still filth. <laughs> What else is new on this podcast, sir? It's always one of us. Doesn't matter which one. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say on the whole Nicole, Jada, Eric thing before we move on to the next thing? This Jada wedding better good. be fucking worth it. She did. Oh, my soul, she did. Jada looked oh, good as hell. I get I it, Eric. I get move, it. But I want her to move on top of me. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I get it, Eric. I get it. <laughs> 
Listen, we we had we had like we understand, but we understand why Nicole was acting fool, and we understand why Eric is happy with Jada because if mean, she was some homely looking woman, Nicole wouldn't have gave a damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're probably not wrong. She wouldn't have cared. <laughs> like Jada oh, Fine, I can tell this. Like Jada Fine, I gotta get her the fuck up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that's a natural reaction. <laughs> Also, too, I don't think I don't think she likes the way that Eric lights up around Jada. I think that's hitting her insecurity switch, too. Like, I'm the only one who's allowed to do that. Get the hell out the way. <laughs> yeah, she's See, very I was saying this a few weeks ago. That's mine. That don't, make it, way. that don't make it right. <laughs> that don't make <laughs> it right. But like, I get why she's being being a clown. Doesn't mean she's not being a clown. Oh, we never claimed for it to be right. <laughs> All right. Anybody else got anything to say before we move on to the next topic? I will take the silence as a no and move us right along. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, I think we beat this with a dead horse, just like the rest of these fucking stores. All right. The custody hearing continues as John testifies and loses it on the stand and blurts out Marlena's health crisis on the stand, leading to the first John, Marlena, Bell, and Brady family scene since Eric and Martha have been cast. Chloe secretly submits the footage from Kristen's attack to the judge and Brady gets custody of Rachel. What do we think? I appreciate Chloe making herself useful in this story. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> because I thought they were just going to have her sitting there and I'm happy she actively did something to help the situation. She had to well, do something. She did, and now she deserves a ring for it. She do. <laughs> This whole thing made no sense. Because honestly, yeah. what do we, what do we gain from it? What really changed? Because this was happening before the trial. This is set up mainly because I think Kristen is going to use the orchid as the cure to save Marlena. She's going to use that as leverage to try to get Rachel back. So she had to lose in this custody hearing in order to be able to be able to leverage the orchid. No, she didn't. <laughs> I mean. No, because- because she prior- didn't. In, Ron, prior- in the writer's room, in their logic, that was why. <laughs> because was- prior to the custody hearing, Brady was amenable to joint custody. Like Brady would have let Rachel see-, see Kristen and it would have been fine. And then Kristen decided to file the custody suit and Brady changed course. So now Kristen has to basically be on the bottom and lose and use the orchid as leverage to be able to see Rachel is, I'm guessing, where this is going. Like, I, I get that, but I'm just saying, no, she didn't, because we could have got to the same place and she could have been in the same situation, able to see her daughter and then been like, oh, you want this flower? I want my baby. Like, we didn't have to go here to get to where you're saying we're going is is my point. Gotcha. There could have been a different way to get there. This is this is a waste of this was a waste of everybody's time. And then to the fact that like the judge watching footage that she technically should not have been watching to make her decision like this whole thing yeah it was what? it was this, weird yeah this was unnecessary this was this was very unnecessary i will say when john called kristen a miserable bitch i screamed well, he went wrong if the shoe fits. no he totally wasn't wrong and it, we <laughs> we haven't seen John versus Kristen in the adversarial sense with Stacey in the role like this. And it's kind of fun. I liked it. I just like them actually 
treating Kristen the way that they should have been treating Kristen. Yeah, because I never liked when they were friendly with Kristen. No, it was weird. Even, even when Brady was with her, everybody should have disowned his ass because no. Right. <laughs> but I, I did, I did like the way that um, Brady and Belle found out that Marlena was sick and how they both promptly went to Marlena's bedside and we got the cute little family moment. Hard to believe that that's the first time those four have been together since either Eric or Martha have been in the role. You said that and I was like, huh? That's really the first time they've all shared the scene together? Mm-hmm. All, yep, all four of them in one scene sharing dialogue. That's the first time that's happened since either since either of them have been in the role. That's so weird. That's yep. wild as fuck. It's the first that's, time in 20 years, actually. Yeah, it's crazy. So I... I was really happy and I just kind of loved the whole family unit. And I also love that Kristen referred to Marlena as Brady's mother. Yes, because that's what she is. Exactly. So I, I love when there's actual like on screen references to that because it's always hit or miss when we get that. So that made me happy. But yeah, Brady, this Brady still had Drew on his chin when Isabella died. He don't know that lady. <laughs> no, that's true. He was only six months old when Isabella died. But yeah, this whole this whole entire custody hearing was absolutely a waste of everyone's time. And I'm glad that he got custody because I would have screamed bloody murder if he didn't. I did like when Spell and Brady walked into the hospital room and, and Marley was like, you told them. <laughs> he was like, it just kind of <laughs> slipped out. <laughs> yeah. And then I love that like Marlene is trying to play it cool like that she's going to be fine. But then as she's hugging, I think it was Belle. She was hugging Belle. She shot John a look and you could see how truly scared she was. And then when they left and John and Marlena had that moment and he was like, we did good, Doc. I that 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 hit me in my feels. So I'm not going to lie. That got me. But I enjoyed that. It's the little family moments that I'm really enjoying through all of this even though the bigger stories may not be hitting quite the way that we want them to does anybody else have anything to add on the custody hearing nope no all right so we'll move on to our next headline jen's pill addiction gets worse gwen finally gwen finds out and offers to help and jen finally gives gwen the dragging she deserves oh boy did i love this scene when she when she called Gwen a virus on her family and said the only reason you have a relationship with your father is because I allow it, but yes, the minute- <laughs> finally, <laughs> right? And she was like, "The minute I say, Didn't I tell get- not one lie, <laughs> exactly." And she's like, "If I asked him to, he would one hundred percent choose me. So tread very carefully." I was like, "Yes." That is my Jennifer Rose. That was some messy shit, and I loved all of it. It was because so it was good. about damn time. She she needed to stop holding her tongue with that hat for a long time ago. Right. I mean, I, I wish she could have said it sober, and she wasn't high as a kite when she said it. But I'll take it. Sober Jennifer isn't confrontational, unfortunately. But it, you know listen. what? Though it's so weird because it's giving. Remember when over there on I don't know what they be putting in them pills, but they are truth serum. Because remember over there on bold, Steffi took that one pill and started reading bitches left, right, front to back. Oh yeah, and, and everybody was like, oh, "What's wrong with her?" And it's the same thing with Jennifer. It's like, oh, how could she say? It? How could she say what the truth? The truth. Listen, honesty one hundred and one class was in session on that day. 
she it needed to be said I, I was like, tired right and and you it, it makes sense why Jennifer is using in a sense because not only is she repressing the grief of losing her child so that she can kind of be the family the glue for the family and hold everybody together but she has had to repress hatred for this woman because she loves her husband enough to attempt to give her a chance even though she doesn't deserve it so she's had to repress how she truly feels about this woman for damn near two years because i don't think i mean her issues with gwen go all the way back to the anniversary party i'm sure and then everything else that happened after that. So it, it finally felt like a weight was lifted off of her shoulders because she finally got to speak the truth. Yeah. Is it just me or did Gwen not come off as being sincere? I think she was sincere because of what happened with her mother. But it's also hard to, for us to believe that she's sincere because she's so good at faking it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard, it's hard to tell because I couldn't tell if she was actually being sincere or if this was kind of like when she was telling the hooker lie to Jack. And we, we knew that was a lie because we saw her concoct the lie with Xander. But when she was, con- when she was spinning that story to Jack in that room for a split second, she had me buying it because yeah, we, when- we have no point of reference for her sincerity. Exactly. Like, because she's never, never been sincere. It. Yeah. So there's always the question of, is she being honest or isn't she? I think the most authentic her that she's been is probably with Leo. That's probably when she's been the most sincere is in her scenes with Leo. Yeah. Because she's never had a reason to lie to, with Leo until until this week. But prior to that, I mean, man, Katie is doing so well with this story. And I'm really and I'm really glad that they gave jennifer this story and even even katie said it on the podcast that she did she's like they didn't have to write this they could have easily just made jack and jennifer the anchors and the glue that held up chad and the kids but they opted to give me this material and i'm very grateful that they did and she's doing her very best to give it the respect that it deserves and she's doing a phenomenal job in my opinion and Tatum McCrane said, I'm going to show y'all how we used to do it in P Valley. <laughs> That's not what she said. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Can that be podcast title? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh I'm very curious to see exactly where Jennifer's story goes from here. Especially since Katie said in Soap Opera Digest that the stuff that happens is going to have ramifications for weeks and months to come. One, I love that that's confirmation that she's going to be around for a while. Like, yay, love that for us. Number two, I love that we're going to have a storyline that could seemingly have long-lasting consequences. I'm excited to see what those potentially could be. This is one of the stories that I'm actually looking forward to. I'm glad there's going to be some consequences down the line. And I'm curious to see how it all unfold yeah me too especially since the consequences aren't what i originally thought meaning it's very clear now that jennifer's accident and the thing that sends ava over the cliff are not the same it was very misleading because i was like okay so it's jennifer's fault but apparently not so if if the ramifications are not her killing somebody which is what i thought originally 
because I had read the article before I had seen the promo, I was like, hmm. And then the promo came out and I was like, wait, what if the ramifications are whatever happens to Gwen, which is why I think that's something I don't I don't think Gwen is going to come out of this accident completely unscathed. I think there's either going to be some like there's going to be some paralysis or something something is going to like there's going to be some sort of permanent change to Gwen because of this accident that's what I think so I'll be very curious to see what that is and where we go from here on to our big kahuna of a headline here Leo goes to Gwen to help figure out who is framing him he lands on Craig before the cops show up to drag him away Craig comes back to see Leo and is questioned by the police Chad smells vanilla when Craig hugs him and thinks Craig is the killer too until he talks to Nancy and realizes it's Clyde leading Sonny to remember Clyde's reflection just before he was stabbed. All this is happening as Clyde and Nancy decide to get married that day. So first things first, Dylan, Ariet, I owe you a public apology of sorts. You were right. I was wrong. I bow down to you and I have never been happier to take an L in my entire life. Now, see, why you didn't do that for me? <laughs> You're not gracious. Because <laughs> we've been stuck. You're absolutely on... right. I'm spiteful. <laughs> we've been stuck on that Clyde is a killer train since I guess since the story started. I, I would say even before that. I think honestly, I think once we, I think once we knew how long the story potentially was going, I think we all kind of figured it was Clyde and then stuff on screen pivoted, but pivoted my opinion, but you two never wavered. <laughs> High five, Dylan. <laughs> right. But like I said uh, yesterday <laughs> on my Twitter, this had nothing to do with logic or reason <laughs> or <laughs> anything that was happening on screen. I am Sylvie Johnson, and I want all the bad things in this world to happen to Clyde Weston and only Clyde Weston. (laughs) So there was absolutely no, Jesus himself was not going to be able to get me to buy into Clyde being reformed, Clyde being redeemed. It was not going to happen. He killed Abigail, and even if he hadn't killed Abigail, he killed Abigail. Like <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real with you. That's exactly how I feel with Gwen. I don't care if I see the flashbacks or not. Gwen has something to do with this. <laughs> like, so just, I can I, even I, I can even clown you because I get it. Well, that's how you are with Gwen and Laura, not so much Gwen and Abby. Okay, now see, I I I I will say this too about Gwen and Laura until they show us a scene. That it, it's suspicious to me it's always going to be suspicious to me look you ain't gonna say it but you feel it right (laughs) i I might not be able to prove it (laughs) but you got a body not guilty plea and burn it don't mean you didn't do it you just lied to it (laughs) but yeah like i i i but I was literally grasping at straws. I was like, well, maybe the footage was looped. Maybe the, like, maybe the time and you stamps were, right. were faked. Like, I, I, I just was not going to let him be innocent. It just was not on my watch. <laughs> I, I, was thinking, right. I was thinking he had someone in a mask for that surveillance video, but <laughs> that 
that because Clyde Clyde isn't friends with Rolf like that for Rolf to just yeah, be like here's a mask up your face. <laughs> but we don't know what they got into in the prison. <laughs> oh God! I was on the same like theory. There's something with the surveillance video that might not be like right, and then it turned out that one frame of it was missing. Yeah, like, and also, like, listen, this goes back to Diane Jenkins in The Young and the Restless. I will never believe soap opera surveillance footage again. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I remember when Diane set up Phyllis and they were like, she's on, of course it was Phyllis. She's on video. She's on video. Look at the video. And they kept showing it to us. And they showed it to us over and over and over and over. And then all of the sudden, they showed us a longer version of the video. And the wind blows and it shifts the wig that (laughs) the woman that's supposed to be Phyllis is wearing. And it's like very quick. It's like one second. But Jack's like, look at that. And we're like, look at what? And then they run it back. And you're like, oh, crap. That really wasn't Phyllis on that video. So yes, I will never. If trust. I would have saw that live, I would have punched somebody. <laughs> How long ago was this? Oh, this was years ago. Oh, okay. Is this when Mara West was still Diane? No, no, this was. Oh, it was no. before Mara. Yeah, it was before Mara. It was during like the. It, w- it was when they thought that Phyllis burned down the uh, uh, Abbott Pool house trying to barbecue Diane. <laughs> but like. Yes, because of that, I never and they and then they didn't show us this footage. So I was like, nah, nah. So y'all just told us about it. Y'all didn't show me. Also, I show me. I need Jada to be the commissioner of police because it is very evident that our current commissioner has, for all the time that he has been devoting to this case, he ain't doing nothing but bring the wrong people in. Exactly. that they had I mean they had to delay their wedding because he was so busy trying to solve this case he ain't oh, done he jack shit to actually vigorously. solve the case he was doing character. everything not Thomas doing more than Rafe to help uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying did he not he did if we being real honest Nancy has done more work than Rafe yep. <laughs> that one sentence Clyde wears vanilla like has vanilla cologne aftershave what have you um that was the linchpin to solve the entire thing and i like that chad's instinct after he spoke to nancy wasn't um to like immediately rage and go crazy he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna wait i'm gonna i'm gonna take this info in i'm gonna go to sunny we're gonna get him to remember and it wasn't until after sunny said that he saw clyde that he went home to get the gun like I, I like that Chad kind of took a minute, but I, I did yell at the TV when Chad left the room. I was like, Will, go follow him. He's about to get a gun. Well, don't follow him. Y'all don't know how to do Abigail and her death. <laughs> <laughs> mm. What'd you say? Chad is a better husband to Abigail in her death than when she was alive. Let's take that in. I mean, it's true, but I wonder if part of the reason he's so determined to find the answer because and he knows he was a terrible husband exactly he's trying to make it up to her in in death the way that they ran out of time for in life this is pleasing to me 
because everything I've been saying for 10 years is coming to fruition. <laughs> and I will say too, um, I did like the Gwen and Leo stuff and like that Le- that Gwen turned the tables on Leo and like texted Rafe and was like... I ain't gonna lie. I don't fuck with her. I don't like her and I never will like her. <laughs> but that shit was fine and hilarious as hell. <laughs> it, was, it was very funny. I hollered. It was. I think that... Um, they work so well together, but like we do. That. Yeah, they do. Honestly, I, I, I'm exactly where Michael is with this. Like, I cannot stand Gwen, but when she turned on him and had Rafe arrest him, like, I was like, you know what, Gwen, I get it. Bro, what was she saying as Rafe was dragging him away? It was something extra funny. Like, I almost pissed. <laughs> <laughs> was it like bye-bye now or something? Something it was something hilarious, but I'm probably go back and rewatch. But yeah, that was funny. Um, that was the one good thing she's ever done. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the one. It's the one thing where her motivations made sense, because a lot of times with Gwen, like she's had massive overreactions to things. Like you weren't the favorite child. You were, you know, so naturally you decide to poison your sister and try to ruin her life. But, you know, I think when your best friend or the person you think of as your best friend lies on your name and says you're guilty of a murder you know you didn't commit, it is completely okay to lie to him and convince and get the cops to drag him in. Complete, that is a completely valid reaction. One of the only valid reactions she's ever had, to be honest. Again, the only good thing she's ever done. I will say, um, I am so relieved that Craig is not the killer and that he was just the last red herring. Because if if they had if they had turned Craig into Daniel Coulson 2.0, I would have never stopped raging on this podcast. It would have oh, it would have been so bad. I was so glad that we dodged that bullet and the bullet hit Clyde. I was like, you know what? I'm okay with this. Because I'm, I'm relieved too. Even though I don't give a shit about Craig, I'm relieved that they didn't go with the earth. I'm glad. Jesus too. Christ. I, I'm just here uh, wondering when Craig and Nancy are leaving because yeah. they're, they're only, they're only here on. into October, so it shouldn't be too much longer. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that once this comes out, what Clyde did, I have a feeling that Craig and Nancy are going to decide to go back to New York together. Whether they get back together or not, I do think that they will go back to New York together. If they so get that, back together, that's going to be such a fucking waste of time. There's yeah. a spoiler. They would have wasted next the week whole that fucking... is just... It, it, mm. The one where he tries to stop the wedding or something it, else? No, I think like Craig and Nancy think about reconciling or something like that. Oh, I didn't see that. Hold on, I will look for it. But it's totally on brand for Ron to do something you know to to break up a couple for the sake of a story which is basically what he did with craig and nancy and then once said story is over to put them back together like nothing ever happened and this just i found it um for tuesday next week it says nancy and craig consider the possibility of reuniting he's gay that's (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's the thing like they didn't say no. he was by. They, they, uh, if he's by, fine. Ends, but they didn't say that. If this ends and maybe I was by after all, I'm throwing my shoe through the ceiling. It doesn't have to. I'm going to be that person to remind y'all that mixed orientation marriages are a thing. 
particularly in older people who come out later in life who already had spouses and families? Well, it's not that. It's more of why did you break them up to get to this point? Oh, yeah, definitely. It. Yeah, like definitely. I'm you could have did that from the job. Yes, they could have, which would have been an interesting like story. To that would have been a compelling story to watch. To like, me, it's it. more that's frustrating that they haven't done the work here. Like we jumped straight into this point of Craig like coming out. And there was no buildup, and then he just disappeared, and he's back. And there, it's just very wonky, and it's it, everything feels like a plot point instead yeah. of yeah. actual character-driven story. And it's like, really how do we, how do we, because- how do we get here? I think yeah, honestly- I'm not, you know, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying them talking about reconciling mm-hmm. them like exploring that even them doing that would not be as out of left field as y'all are pretending that it is because again mixed orientation marriages are a real life thing and I could see it being Craig being like well I thought being with Leo was what I wanted but look where look where I ended up yo I lost everything when I chose Leo and I was happy with you. Maybe I, you know, maybe we can kind of rebuild something. And like, I don't think that's where they're going to go. I'm just saying that it's, it's an option. Yeah. I'm just saying it's an, it's did he ever like, like, the realistic was gay or like, or yeah, well, he, no, he's, no, he said he's maybe, gay. Cause she asked bi. him, she, she asked, asked she are like, you bi? And he's like, no, honey, I'm gay or something like that. No, I can tell you what happened. She was like, maybe you're bi. We could probably make this work. I wouldn't care if you're bi. I love you anyway. And he was like, nah, sis, I like that. <laughs> I personally didn't know mixed orientation marriages were a thing. I don't think I did either, to be honest. Like, I can't even lie. I did not know that. Now, if they go that route, I would be interested in them exploring that. But I also don't think we're going to get that. I think they're going to, whatever's happening, I feel like they're just being ushered off. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, if they were going to do that, I would prefer that be explored on screen. Maybe they'll be back for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard of this either, but interesting. Like, I'm just Googling it right now. <laughs> but yeah, usually... I, I saw a documentary on it. That's how I know. <laughs> yeah, it's usually among people who have come out later in life. And yeah, they're they usually are, much older. Yeah, and they're they're usually already, like, married. Got they're, grandkids. They, they usually like, already have children. They've usually already, like, created a life with someone like the four hundred one k's and the insurances have already been like <laughs> set <laughs> in stone for 40 30 years <laughs> well and craig and nancy fit the bill yeah yeah that's why like it would not be that surprising like it's not like I- i'm not saying it's like a like super you know widespread like t- it's just not it would not be surprising in this situation because it's a thing that does happen. It's realistic. Yeah. It, it wouldn't bother me at all if they did get back together. 
it would just bother the living fuck out of me that they could just start off with it. Yeah, that I I think that's the thing. That it, it's the destruction of them only to put them right back together and the path we took in between. It's going to feel like everything we've done for the last Because let us months. not forget, in the beginning, before Craig got his heart broken, Craig was a bastard about this whole situation, if we're being honest. Because yeah. let's... His writing let's, was not sympathetic at all. Yeah. at all. Let's not forget how he treated Chloe when he wanted her to meet Leo. Well, he's coming in town, so you better get ready, sis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and you're going to have dinner with him, even though a week ago I just left your mother, and you're going to like it. Like, it, this was not the story to go down if you're going to have them get right back together. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's one of it's one of Ron's many patterns of destroying and then putting back together like the destruction never happened. And there's there's only there's only so much figurative duct tape you can use to fix something before it can't be fixed anymore. Yeah. Let's not talk about what it, what's going on with Nancy, because <sighs> oh, they got Lord. my sis looking down bad da- and I don't down like horrendous. that yeah. poor Clyde and then having her automatically get back with what's that man now we was just talking Craig. about Craig <laughs> 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 and to have her get right back with Craig after again the shitty writing that he had in the beginning of this story it makes her look pitiful I don't like that the best thing to come out of this entire story is Nancy and Bonnie's friendship. Yeah, I like it too. They're enjoyable. That's I'm it. Just... That's all. Right? Yeah. And, and it's and barely even a better scene. way that's to get it. to that. Right? Yeah. All, all of us like, mm. and that's that on that. that. <laughs> yeah, when they was building my house. <laughs> Boom. But that I have... how it started? Like her seeing... You're Chloe's mom. I'm Mimi's mom. Was that it? Yeah, that was it. Oh, damn. And because that if you know, met, makes no sense. I mean, they did, but it, it's one of those things where, like, you come up on somebody and it's like, "Hey, remember me? Mm. Like, do you do you remember me? I'm Mimi's mom. You're Chloe. Like, it just yeah. kind of. It was more of a, hey, it's been like 20, 30 years since we've seen each other. So, like, reminder of who I am. And then they kind of reconnected and formed a friendship from there, which that was and also one of like Bonnie's only- been in jail for like 10 years until like five years ago. So yeah. Makes sense. And then there's there's one other last little thing I want to touch on um with this story before we head into um the headlines. And that is there is this fan reaction going on online that's really pissing me off. Um that people think that Craig and Nancy weren't popular. Therefore, the negative reactions to this story are not warranted. And just because you may not understand the popularity of Craig and Nancy does not mean that it did not exist. Just like I I had to tell people, when people was like, I don't understand why people are so upset that Laura died. She hasn't been relevant in the last 20 years. To you. To you. If everyone minded their damn business and minded their own damn reactions, we wouldn't be here today, now would we? Damn, let people let people grieve, let people be mad, let people do whatever the hell they want to do on this damn TV show. They have a right to an opinion. And if social media had been as prevalent 20 years ago as it is now, how do we know that Craig and Nancy wouldn't have been popular? 
the fact is this storyline has been terrible because everybody likes something on this show as much as we rag on it everyone likes something on this show there's some people in this world who like Rafe and Nicole (laughs) (laughs) he's not wrong we we see them all on Facebook like Willow and Michael over there on the GH some people like that type of stuff it's some people grieving that Brando bathroom sink Corbin is dangerous. No, not bathroom. Oh my god! I hate you, but I love you at the same time. Let people like things. Let people hate things. We gonna drag you, but with steel. It doesn't have to be that deep for you to just sit here and get on here and lie. Because that's what that is. That's a lie. Because there's some people who like Craig. Doesn't mean it's not there. I haven't yeah, cared for the way people are reacting to that at all. Because I didn't even watch Craig and Nancy. But regardless of your feelings about them, you can't sit here and tell me that what happened with Craig and Nancy wasn't foul. Like, it was it was really fucked up. Mm-hmm. And to act like people shouldn't have feelings about it is just weird. Or not understand why people have feelings about it is Like, odd. we should just be okay with the fact that they played in our face like we saw Craig and Nancy being a loving, happy, sexy couple all through the late 90s, early 2000s. And we're just supposed to chuck all of that because Ron woke up one morning and decided to make Craig gay. Yeah, And like for a story that wasn't even worth it, it was shitty from beginning to end. Exactly. That, that is the thing, because it's like, like I said at the time, I didn't have a problem with him coming out later in his life because that happens and there's a lot of craig that we did not see yeah like when we met him he was already and his and his history also changed on the show but that's neither here nor there but it's like when we met him he was already like he had already been through high school college med school residency he was already married he was in his 40s i think yeah so that that's a lot of time where a lot of life that he lived off screen yeah so like that was not the problem the problem was just the execution Mm -hmm. of the story exactly i would really like to see like like i think it's very realistic that he came out now but I, I would have loved to seen that story that built towards this point. Yeah. And that's where the show did not care. It's just plot, 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 plot. And it, I, I'm kind of over it. And it did not do Nancy or Clyde any, it, not Clyde, Nancy or Craig any favors. Him, Clyde either, but Clyde was never having any favors. But that's not the point. <laughs> but also to, one other thing, I know I said this was the last thing, but like when we saw the flashback of Clyde stabbing Sonny, did you all notice that it looked like the knife still had Abigail's blood on it? I yes. Think that was yeah. fun. It definitely did. Which that's, that's gross. I mean, he didn't even, he didn't even wash the knife between killings. I mean, does he look like he washes his clothes often? He doesn't even look like he washes himself, but that's <laughs> I was trying not to go there. I, I said his clothes. I, I, I said it. So. <laughs> but like, to be honest, in that moment, in that scene, it really reminded me of how menacing they told us Clyde was back in the day. And we never, I never fucking believed we never he understood was. it, but and why and why Ben became the person he became. He got it from his daddy. He seemed like a stone cold killer in that moment. Yeah. 
completely. And it, my issue with Clyde was always who they put him opposite of. Like, I'm sorry, I'm never going to believe that Clyde Weston is going to win over Victor Kiriakis or Stefano fucking Demera. Like, I'm sorry, there is there is not enough money in this world to make me buy that. Do not even try. But putting him against people like Sonny or Abby, whatever, yeah, then I can totally buy that he's a stone cold killer and creepy as fuck. Like, that makes sense. I remember when I was like, oh, but Clyde is a fun villain. And I didn't have the context of watching him like what was it 2014 15 i don't remember exact years but the more i've seen of him i'm like Ugh, get off my screen yep welcome it's nice here <laughs> <laughs> but i felt like it was an act like his him being good like all yeah and even, and even back then in 2014 whenever he put on the nice guy act granted i didn't watch a whole lot of uh him back then because he went by very very quickly but the moments that i did see always felt fake and disingenuous the i now to be honest i did think he liked nancy however he was still always going to be a piece of shit to me yeah and i always thought she could and did deserve better so I didn't care that he was being nice to her. You're still a piece of shit. And I, always, I wondered why he wanted to get married that day, except I wonder if he thinks the walls are closing in. Yeah, I don't get that either. Like, what is the rush? Like, is he planning on honeymooning to a country with no extradition treaty? Is that what we're about to try to do right now? Because, <laughs> like, you don't need her for that. Just run. And uh, at this point, like, I don't see why he... W- it, it's Clyde. It's not like... <laughs> You know, but. it's not like it, it, you know, it's not like he cares so much about his parole that he's, you know, Ben's not here anymore. There's no, like, I, he should have been gone. Mm-hmm. Especially and now, now that he will he's be. awake. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the one thing, the one thing I'm annoyed at, and then I swear we will move into another news, is that um, we did not see the flashbacks for Abigail's death on friday like i thought we would because they put them in last week's promo but it looks like they're going to air on monday and not they were i I thought they were going to air on friday but they actually air on what looks like monday like i was hoping that like friday we would kind of flash back and see exactly what clyde why clyde did what he did i don't particularly like that we have to wait till next week but i'm very curious to get the answers to what happened to abigail on the night that she was killed same and why it happened because at this point the only motive i can think that he has is that he went to the mansion for something else and then somehow saw something on abigail's computer that made him think that she was close to figuring out that he shot he had ej shot and then he killed her to keep her quiet it's the only thing i got right now because he didn't go there planning to kill her because he used the knife that was in her room he didn't bring a weapon with him it's just like it's so weird like just the idea that you're going to break into the Demira mansion. Like, just I mean, stop and think about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, this is, <laughs> this is the same man who bugged the mansion and got away with it. Like, Stefano doesn't check for bugs every goddamn day. Like, this whole thing has just been very... And I'll be very happy to see it wrapped up. And on that note, we can head into In Other News... We've got Xander and Sarah get back together after talking to Jack and Maggie. Roman almost comes forward about Philip to save Brady. K 
Kate decides she wants to be at home at the pub rather than in the hospital as Kayla, Kate, and Marlena's condition worsens. EJ has a proposition for Stefan about Demara Enterprises. Chad finds out Stefan is alive. Gabby talks to Rafe about Stefan and Sunny finds out about Alex lying to him about the deal and reacts badly while Stephanie tries to do damage control. Dylan, what are we picking for in other news? Okay, um, I am going to go with the Chad finds out Stefan is alive because I really liked those scenes. Like the dynamic between Chad, EJ, and Stefan was so mm-hmm. interesting to yeah. me. Yeah, it really like, was. That's the part of this story that I'm invested in and like curious about. And so far, like, it is living up to my expectations because I was like, yeah, I can, I can get into this, especially because you know that a change is going to come when Stefan gets his memory back Mm -hmm. as far as like how he and EJ are interacting and like seeing EJ kind of try to thread the needle between his two brothers, knowing all of that bitter history and then like the unspoken elephant in the room of all of them having had history with Abigail oh yeah it was just I what a way been <laughs> 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 well, I think... so are we, are like, we about it was to... just really good it gives okay are we about to have this podcast title be all in the family <laughs> oh yeah, my god it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go after Dylan? Because mine is. Yes. I did not expect Chad to find out Stefan was alive so soon. Like I was, I was honestly shocked. Um, but with like Dylan said, like I, I, the tension was so like, it was so good, and I thought everyone did such a good job. Like I, I cannot wait to see how they all interact going forward. Yeah, especially once Stefan gets his shares back and presumably gets reinstated as CEO. Like, because I'm going to assume that Stefan is going to become CEO solo and is going to hang EJ out to dry. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, this is going to be really good. Yeah, so I'm very curious to see exactly what, where we're going from here. Like, I don't really care about the Stefan, Chloe, Gabby aspect of it. Like, I want Stefan and Gabby to get back together, but the, De- the Demera dynasty dynamic is more intriguing to me than the romantic stuff because we already know how the romantic stuff is going to end. I, I really yeah. I really don't care about the shares and stuff like that. Like, I, I love Stabby, but the story there is very, like, mid to me right now. So Oh, look at you using the lingo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, eh. It can improve. It can be better, way better than it is right now. But the family dynamic is where it's at right now. Like, it, ooh, the tension. Oh, my God. Billy and Brandon did such a good job in those scenes. I'm here for the family. And we never really got a chance to really see Billy and 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 Brandon play off of each other as Stefan and Chad because because yeah, they were Chad, because they, Chad Chad and Abby had left for Paris by the yeah. time by the time Brandon had taken over the role and then they didn't come back until after until after Stefan was killed off. Yeah. 
So we've only ever seen them interacting as Chad and Jake, and that did not work. Mm-mm. So I wasn't sure what to expect here, but I'm very happy that it is very clear that the the problem with Jake was the writing for Jake and had nothing to do with the acting or anything else. Yeah. It was very strictly the writing for Jake that made Jake the flop because Stefan's been working for me yeah. in most aspects. I'm just loving the family dynamic. I want them to be... Like it's okay, we're not there yet, but it's giving the p- potential of them being the messy demeras that I've been missing on the show, like really messy. So I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Seeing yeah, more of them. Same, Nick. What are you picking for in other news? Um, it's the same. Chad finds out Stefan is alive. I, it's just like I'm, I'm anxious about the their interactions. That's how intrigued I am about it and there's very few things that make me nervous like in a good way on this show but yeah usually the nerves are for not so good things (laughs) (laughs) but that but them (laughs) chat walking into that room and looking like Steph EJ's like come see our brother (laughs) and Chad's looking like he just saw a fucking ghost and he's he looked at Stefan like he wanted to spit in his face but he didn't (laughs) yeah he's so to see them potentially try to coexist for the family name or the company is it's just so they remind right now they reminded me of the cast irons like they could, they could stab each other in the back at any moment but if necessary they they'll close ranks to protect their family but the moment their money <laughs> yeah but the moment that all of that threat is gone they're going to be at each other's throats again and i, yep. I cannot wait yeah, I'm really excited. If Kristen would focus on her damn family instead of Brady, we could have her involved. Well, technically, that, that to her, that's her family. He don't want you. That's never stopped her before. Okay, that's the yeah. problem. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, in, I'm really excited about what they're going to do with that and how they're going to play it. All right, Michael, what are you picking for in other news? Well, I'm picking two so everybody picked the same one. The first one I'm going to do is... Sarah and Xander get back together after talking to Jack and Maggie. And that shit was just very nice to watch. Maggie <laughs> is such an old school mother. She said, don't blame Mr. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did not. And then when Sarah won by that, she had to go ahead and tell him, sis, I'm just going to keep it real with you. If you don't go back, you're going to lose your man that went out of jail. <laughs> And Sarah said, you know what? You got a point. I'm mad <laughs> as hell, but you have a point. And she took her ass right on back home, which was kind of pointless because this fight lasted five hours. But hey, Just I like shouldn't have happened anyway. <laughs> and I loved it on the flip side. Like Xander went to Jack for advice and Jack's like, yeah, I got nothing. You fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and my second choice is Sonny finds out about Alex lying to him and all that stuff, and Stephanie, and all that jazz. Okay, so we had an off-the-air podcast conversation, and Dylan brought up, she was like, I don't mind the fashions on soap, but some of these things aren't, you know, stuff you wear to the office. And I argued down, saying, no, show your titties, show your thighs, show all that at the office. Apparently, you don't want Stephanie showing her back? Girl, that's (laughs) why I drew the line. I told you, no, the backs be out. And I'm just like, huh. No, it wasn't even a partial back. It was her whole back. 
I said, who the hell she thinks she is? Jessica Rabbit? I didn't <laughs> like that. I have to admit, I thought of Dylan the second I saw, like, because we didn't see the back of her dress until she sat down at Titan. Because, like, we just saw the front of her when she was standing in the room with Sonny and Alex. When she was sitting down, leaning over the computer, and I saw, I said, oh, my. Yeah, the minute I saw that, I immediately thought of Dylan. I was like, well, Dylan's kind of got a point. And I'm like, well, shit, she proved me wrong, because that crossed the line even for me. And that says (laughs) a lot. Because it takes that a lot for a line up, to cross with you. Yeah, that might go up there with wearing too much rouge. <laughs> and, like, don't get me wrong, I don't mind, like, things that kind of straddle the line between, like, Fashion Nova Couture and, <laughs> like, Office Wear. I don't mind that. But, like, sometimes y'all do a little much. And I think you forget where the, where, where the girls are actually going. Yeah, like it was, it literally covered from her neck to the nape of her back. And it's it was so right funny because, like, her the, booty. That was too much. The front of the dress gives Little House on the Prairie, and the back of the dress gives clubbing. Hey. <laughs> and, like, they, it's they, very weird. Yeah. Business, and business it, in the front, party in the back. You're <laughs> 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 terrible. And no also not wrong. News. And I know I didn't actually talk about the story on that one, but I had to point it out. That, that was a lot. Well, my another news pick um, is Roman almost coming forward about Philip to save Brady. I was I like very, that. I liked that because it would have been very out of character for Roman Brady to not do that. But the other thing that I want to I want to say about this is that I hope that Brady or somebody asks him what the hell he was going to say. Well, 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 well. I would like to point out cuz y'all aren't going to do it. The fact that Kate did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Kate didn't do the right thing. Kate just didn't stop Roman from doing the right thing. <laughs> uh wrong, nah, nah, Roman <laughs> say it. Y'all not gonna do this because y'all sat here and dragged her for forever for not doing the right thing and now she finally did it. Roman said it It is up to you on if I tell or not. If you stop me, I'm not going to say anything. And she didn't stop him. Okay. Yeah. I I was wondering if we were heading into like Kate doing a whole deathbed deathbed confession and coming clean in the courtroom. That's where I thought we were going. But Sending Roman was a nice touch, but then but then he didn't have to because the judge had already rendered her decision. But I do kind of want Chloe or Brady or even Belle or somebody to be like, um, so what was Roman actually going to say? I want the truth to come out already. Yeah, it needs to. Yeah. And the only um, way I see them not having it come out is if they'll have Philip show up at one point. But I don't want that. I, I need I need Kate to go ahead and just lay it all on the line, mainly because she just got off of a dragon. I don't want to go into another one, if that makes sense. I feel yeah. like if we, if we were going to have Kate get the grand poop out of all drags and have everyone turn their back on her, they should have had all her shit get out on the table. I agree. But I, I do kind of want somebody to be like, so what, what is it like is anybody going to question what it was and is that going to lead us to people finding out that philip is alive is philip going to come home when kate is quote unquote dying 
because it, it usually like a lot of times with Ron, if characters have been gone for about a year, that's when things circle back around for resolution. And it'll be a year in December since Philip went missing. So I do wonder if we're on the road to resolution there. But that is my In Other News pick. Now we can move into our segments. Michael, do you have a read for us this the week, The war department. <laughs> oh, forever. <laughs> forever. He said the whole department. The wardrobe department. There is visual evidence as to why they deserve to have a permanent... Everybody loc- had different shades of ugly this week. Oh, yeah. It, it was... Whew, yeah. And, and not again, just ugly, I say fugly. it again. I let y'all ride with these poor ass sets. I let y'all ride with these poor ass sets because it's not the living corner over there on the garden lights. But the least you could do is give me some fashion. Also, I've been watching Classic Bold and the Beautiful. So y'all really been looking ugly lately. Y'all, oof. <laughs> Swap meat fashions. But that is my. <laughs> Well, I think we just found our podcast title. Swap Meat Fashions. <laughs> and that is my real of the week. God damn it. If y'all that, go to Ross. Go to Ross. <laughs> At this point, I just want the actors to bring in their own clothes because clearly the more... Max, Big Lot, something. Not the Big Lot. Anything. <laughs> shit, this at this point, go to Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> I'm tired of this shit. Jason like at this Kenny. point, the actors should just Damn. bring in their own clothes because Richard Bloor cannot be trusted to dress these people well. No. You being by by all this expensive, ugly shit, I don't understand. <laughs> it's weird though because Richard has been like he's been around for a long time, too damn long. I, I think that's and, the and problem. Like, even even it, with the looks that I be praising, I feel like it's not completely them. I feel like the actors be like, "Let me spice this shit up." <laughs> Let me bring this from home. Let me add this watch. Because this ain't cutting it. I don't believe it's full of y'all but when we have underst- a W. I don't understand what happened because he, he's been around for like maybe, I don't know, 20 years. That's what happened. He's been around for 20 years. I think don't came think in 89. He's fully evolved. Oh, okay. Even longer than 20 years. So, and they used to dress really well. I don't. I, so that man got to be I, at least 50 or 60 something. He don't know how the people dress today. No. Or maybe, no. you know what, let, let, let me, do I really want to be messy and say what I'm thinking? Go ahead. You well, know what, fuck it, let me just say it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's getting to a certain age where he can't see very well anymore, so he can't <laughs> see how ugly the I know. I know he goes out and buys Chris, uh, like, out of season clothes like he buys summer clothes in the winter and winter clothes in the summer but it's not hard to find good looking clothes in either either season so i don't know what he's doing i'm gonna just i'm gonna just stick to he's old and blind that he needs to retire that's (laughs) maybe he doesn't have a fashion sense anymore like it's okay richard bloor has been around since the cruise of deception he's been there too damn long Exactly. It is time to hang up the measuring tape, sir. They need new. They need new costume designers. They just do. Yeah. Maybe maybe Peacock will uh, give them some fashion consultants because Lord knows they need it. But now we can move into our praise and sh- praise or shade. And I think we'll start off with Nick. Who are you praising or shading this week? Oh God. Um... Hmm. 
I'll praise um, the dynamic between the DeMera brothers. That was, to be honest, a highlight of the week for me. Um, really entertaining, really intriguing. Um, give me more of it. Also, Jada looked good, so that too. <laughs> okay. That's Dylan two praises. About- it was, but it was both praises, not praise and shade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dylan, how about you? What are you praising or shading? Um, yeah, that that was mine too. Like the dynamic between those Demira boys, because I feel like that's going to feed if if written properly. Let me hold on. <laughs> the big ass caveat that that is right let's put that out there let's put let's let's add our conditional statements if written properly that can feed us for a very good long time because mm-hmm. it's messy and it's dramatic and it's complicated and it's rooted in things that we saw, saw. happen on the screen yeah and i feel like Dan, Billy, and Brandon can really bring that to life and just like let them run with, let them rock with it. I just, I'm excited to see it. And it gives EJ an interesting dynamic too, because like EJ's always viewed himself as the favored Demera child and the one who has all this power. And then to have Stefan just kind of come in and like challenge him for that powerful position and to like actually be able to pull off everything he thought he could do better than he can. Yeah, because to be honest, Stefan, when you think about it, Stefan is self-made. He didn't have his fortune handed to him the way EJ did. Nope. He had to work to get to where he got to. So there's a lot of really interesting dynamics that I'm really interested to see play out. Ariet, what are you praising or shading this week? Since um, I'm praising, by the way, uh, but Dylan and Nick already praised one of my praises because I have three. The two others are minor. Um, So one of them is actually Gwen uh, turning in Leo. Her, I let you have that one. That shit was funny. It was hilarious. <laughs> and she was not like bygones be bygones. She was like, an eye for an eye, bitch. You're going to. <laughs> and listen, I rock with that energy. And also, yeah. there was a funny dialogue <laughs> between Chloe and Kate when Chloe walked in and she was like, hey, good morning. Oh, I'm that so- shit was hilarious. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. And Kate was like, no, it's. That's okay. Like, nice to see you. And Chloe, she was shocked. She was like, it is? What's wrong with her? Oh, so like I, I enjoyed that. So there she not, looked at her mom like, damn, what you been doing now? <laughs> Which she was like, what has she been smoking? Because like last year, Kate was like slapping Chloe and dragging right, her. Right, so. So that was hilarious. It was funny. So those are my praises for this week. All right, Michael, what are you praising or shading this week? I want to praise and shade so bad because Martha Madison's dress. Ooh-wee. Well, that, that goes part as to part of your read for the fashion department. She okay, can just be an exhibit for that. Oh, brother, that shit stank. Um. <laughs> But I have two praises, and one is from last week since I didn't finish the podcast episode, and one is from this week. The one from last week was Brady figuring out that Kristen had something to do with Stefan all along. Oh, I was so <laughs> proud of him that day. Oh man, that was a good. 
He said, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so when she busted in here the other day, she wasn't looking for me. She was looking for another man. And suddenly he pops up. So if six of y'all went out, <laughs> I enjoyed that thoroughly. He showed me that he is Johnny Izzy B's son. <laughs> Not you call her Izzy B. <laughs> <laughs> that was her nickname. <laughs> And she gets she she, she gets a twinge of light from me every now and again, but my second praise from this week, Katie McLean. That's it. That's all. She showed y'all how she used to do it on Agnes's soap when she brought it over here, and I like that. She's gonna get another Emmy. I'm calling it now. Me too. I co-signed that. First off, we lucky Jennifer just high because all them damn pills she took. Yeah. Within the span of an hour, she took about six or seven. That's enough to take out a horse. <laughs> Which tells you how high her tolerance is. Oh, we need to send her to GH if she's going to take out horses. Oh, <laughs> leave the horse alone. I'm not leave talking about horse alone. You I'm not talking about the horse. I'm, I'm talking about Finn. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> and on that note, on that note, I'm going to shade now. This. I'm going to shade, and I am shading Stephen Earl Johnson and Kayla Brady Johnson because I am so damn I sick. I love this song. <laughs> Listen, I'm so damn sick of them lying to Stephanie to protect her. Why like, she's not almost 40? 32. Like, this, this is a huge trigger for me personally. Like, if that were my mother and my father was keeping my mother's health a secret from me, I'd be flipping all that shit over. Like, I'm sorry. You show back out. Damn right. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I just, it does not make any sense. At least John and Marlena had valid reasons for not telling Belle and Brady because, like, they were in the middle of the huge custody suit. So it made sense why they were waiting. There is zero reason for Stephanie not to know right now. And I hope when Stephanie does find out that she raises hell. And I hope somebody get her a coat. <laughs> A shawl or something that bothered was, me. It really did. Because <laughs> I was so mad. I was so mad. I'm like, why? Why do people do this? They think it's protecting, but it's really just infuriating, and it drives me insane. So I had to shade that because I couldn't stand it. And on that note, does anybody else have any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Martha mm-hmm. Madison is a stallion. Put her in better clothes, <laughs> please. <laughs> also. One more last thing. I would like to see more promo for NBC. Well, not NBC anymore. For Peacock Days now. Um, we're getting it, but I would like to see more. You know, get people on the shows. Get Peter Reckle on Good Morning America. Get, is home and family still a thing? No, it's no. done. What's the equivalent of that now? Hallmark doesn't have an equivalent of that anymore. Oh, well, um, who, who's the girl who plays Jada? Uh, yeah get her on the jay hood show get deidre hall and carisha please no (laughs) (laughs) i mean deidre was on the you know deidre was on the today show they did enter they did do i think either access hollywood or entertainment tonight but was she on carisha please oh my god who the fuck is that it's not (laughs) no we're not doing this (laughs) i'll explain that off the air time Send Jada to Carisha, please. 
Send Raven over there. Yeah, send like Raven over there. Send Raven, good Raven Bowens and um, Ilya Cantu. That could work. Wait, not Deja Hall. Y'all know what the episode I got. I'm saying we could send Jack A. Now that would be that a would work. Yep, that that'll would work. Be why not Deja Hall, sir? <laughs> no, you why? know why? <laughs> Y'all so messy. Just wrap this up, bro. us. And no, they're not, they're not the messy ones, sir. You are. They're Wait trying minute, to stop my, you from my making a mess. My idea was genuine. I wanted to see Deidre Hall on Carisha, please. Yeah, <laughs> but I think you know it would lead to mess, and that's why you wanted to see it. But on, be so that, confused. on that note, I'm going to wrap this up, and we will see y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye.